Thank you for downloading the PR Week, PR Week's weekly podcast. For more podcasts as well as breaking news, visit PRWeek.com. Thank you for downloading the PR Week, PR Week's weekly podcast. For more podcasts as well as breaking news, visit PRWeek.com. Hello and welcome to the PR Week, PR Week's regular weekly roundup of everything that matters in the worlds of PR and communications. My name is Steve Barrett. I'm the Editorial Director of PR Week, going to guide you gently through the show. And this is our special PR Week Awards show, the Oscars of the PR industry. Normally, we'd be recovering from a slight hangover after partying the night away at Cipriani on Wall Street. But this year, the whole show was virtual. And there may have been some partying. We'll find out from our esteemed guests in a minute. But uh, it was a terrific show, all virtual this year, as it was last year, but still um, brilliant work. The industry really stepped up this year and uh, it, the winners, the teams, the individuals honoured really did did the industry proud, I think. Uh, not just the winners and honourable mentions, but the shortlisted entries and many that didn't even make the shortlist. The quality was incredible. And I have got a brilliant group of PR Week stars to analyse the uh, winners and the events. We've got Diana Bradley, our associate news editor. Good morning, Diana. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. It was such a wonderful celebration. Congratulations to all the winners. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was terrific. Really good. And uh, yeah, we're all feeling a bit more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed than maybe we would have normally. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, we've got Alida Stam, who's a reporter on PR Week, covering the agency sector. Good morning, Alida. How are you? Good. I'm doing pretty well. Um, I really enjoyed uh, this was my very first PR Week Awards. And um, despite it being virtual, it was a great event. And we saw you swigging from a whole bottle of booze uh, <laughs> during the show. So uh, I hope you're feeling OK today. Maybe you were, that was just acting, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was all acting. <laughs> and we've got Sabrina Sanchez, another reporter on PR Week and campaign. And Sabrina, your first awards as well, I think. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Steve. I'm doing really well. And it was my first awards. And I thought it was so exciting. Despite it being virtual, I had a great time. Yeah, it was good. The virtual environment, you know, really worked well. I think people enjoyed it. And they got, you could still network. You could still go and check out sponsor booths. You could see all the case studies. You could do things that you probably wouldn't do at a dinner at Cipriani. Although I think we all do miss that. And we all miss the opportunity to hang out with the industry and to network and hang out with each other. But, you know, uh, hopefully next year we'll be back to normal. But it was a great show. And I want to start by digging into some of the winners. So, Diana, um, first of all, what, what specifically stood out for you this year? And then tell us a little bit about the campaign of the year, which is kind of the big gold star um, award, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so just generally, I would say it was just a really cool celebration of all the ways brands and people stepped up during the pandemic and also other issues over the past 12 months. Um but I feel like the entire, you know, looking at all these different campaigns and efforts, it just shows how purpose and brand speaking up is just becoming more and more important. Um, and even just looking at the communicator of the year, for example, um, you know, there were so many wonderful nonprofits that have helped out amid the pandemic. But last year and even this year, it's pretty much impossible for a week to go by without hearing about Feeding America um, you know, whether it's an influencer or celebrity telling people to donate to Feeding America or a brand campaign that includes a nonprofit in some way. 
Um, so I thought, you know, Claire Babineau Fontenot, <laughs> I'm totally butchering her name. Um, but, I, thought, <laughs> but I just thought she was such a perfect communicator of the year um, this year. Um, yeah, she was terrific, wasn't she? And she gave a very humble acceptance speech um which really hit home for me and uh, talking about the work and talking about the work that it continues and actually you know it just shone a light on on the problem of hunger in the u.s aside from the pandemic but obviously like many things it shone a brighter light on it and the work that the feeding america and all the people and volunteers involved the national guard um it was a great great video you can still check all this stuff out by the way on demand um by going into the system and go to prweek.com but yeah really enjoyed uh well claire was a fantastic addition to our incredible role of honor for the communicators of the year for sure definitely um and um you know the campaign of the year was the crown act from dove and joy collective and um basically dove partnered with a number of organizations to form the Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair, um, or Crown Coalition. Uh, they then crafted the Crown Act, which is a bill that ensures protection against discrimination based on race-based hairstyles. Um, and the bill has been passed in eight states. I think Connecticut was just added this month. Um, so it's Go Connecticut. <laughs> Woo! And... Um, and the campaign also won Best in Public Affairs. So, um, yeah, I thought, you know, what was particularly impressive about this campaign was its ability to not just address the need for meaningful change, but also help enact it. Um, so, yeah, very impressive campaign and um, well-deserved. Yeah, that's PR at its best, you know, when it actually changes something and, and makes a positive um, addition to society, when it gets a piece of legislation changed or introduced. And really, uh, Sabrina, that was a favorite of yours as well, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had been following that campaign long before I was at PR Week full time when I was still in school, actually. And um, I, you know, I remember getting the notification when the Crown Act passed. And it was such it was such a memorable moment. I mean, you know, I was telling everybody about it. All of my friends were talking about it. So it was really nice to see it through from beginning to end and see actual change. So that was really impactful. Yeah, it was. And uh, there's the Joy Collective um, credited there. And of course, Edelman does the PR for Dove, uh, the big Unilever brand. Dove done some great, uh, great work. In fact, um, another of the big winners was... Um, for was for Edelman and uh, for the paternity project as well, which was another one that is making change and bringing in positive, you know, uh, impacts on society. So you're absolutely right about uh, purpose being infused throughout the awards, Diana. It's really uh, good to see that we've took, you know, we hear a lot of talk about it and we've, we've focused that down on that at, at PR Week's annual conference. And um, one of the, the, sort of objectives of the conference was to move from talking about it to making real changes that you could see in the work that's honored in this year's awards uh, from this, uh, you know, unprecedented 12 months that it's really doing that and it's really making change and it's, um, um, it's proving its effectiveness, you know, so when people talk about PR that you can't measure its effectiveness, well, here you are, here are the case studies that really do uh, demonstrate those changes. 
So, uh, Alida, one of the big, uh, most competitive categories every year is the, the agency categories. And uh, you were going to have a look at the agency of the year winner for us. Yeah, certainly. Um, I will say that this this past year has certainly been a struggle um, for everyone. But, you know, a lot of the agencies that were honored this year have really shown that despite the pandemic and, you know, the economic hardship and everything like that, they've still been able to pull through and, you know, put out some great campaigns and pull on some great clients. Um, and top of the list this year was Zeno Group, who won Agency of the Year for the second time in three years. Um, they were also our outstanding large agency winner as well. Despite economic hardships brought on by by the coronavirus pandemic, they grew their U.S. business by more than 20 percent, reaching $67 million in income. Um, they didn't just survive 2020. They really thrived. They saw an impressive 90 percent retention of their top 20 clients and brought on 44 new U.S. clients, including Alaska Airlines, Ancestry, IBM Health, Crate and & Barrel, and Hyatt. Uh, they also had a campaign win awards as well. They're mobilizing Michaels to deliver for its makers campaign, one for uh, product brand development category. Yeah. Congratulations to Barbie Siegel and the team at Zeno. That's an incredible achievement. And to win in the large agency category as well. That's against, you know, their, uh, their grown up uh, siblings, Ed- Edelman and uh, all the other big agencies. That's a tremendous achievement. So it really does uh, bode well. And Golin came in with the honorable mention. They had a terrific year, too. Certainly. Um, what, were the, what were your general impressions, Alida? As you said, it was your first awards, but uh, what, what else struck you about the whole uh, affair? There really seemed to be a lot of campaigns that, you know, focused on bringing people together. It really was a, a year of trying to remind people of their humanity and, you know, that the best way of getting through this was together, even if we weren't physically together. Um, like one of my favorite campaigns uh, that won... Best in social media was the J. Paul Getty Trust in Getty's uh, hashtag Getty Challenge. That was where, one of my favorites too. Yeah, yeah. Where the uh, Getty Museum uploaded um, an archive of all of their artwork images online, and they uh, challenged people to sort of recreate the artworks at home. Um, and they made a coffee table book too, where they. Uh, they sold it and all of the, the profits went to charity. So it was really cool to see the creativity from everyone around the world as they participated. It really was. That was terrific. And there was, uh, there was so many great campaigns, you know, uh, and not just from big agencies, you know, and big organizations, but from small brands, small parts of the country, South Dakota Department of Social Services and Broadhead, one for uniting South Dakota community communities against meth so which was a terrific piece of work which just goes to show you know you know often get thrown and the accusation gets thrown that you have to be a big brand or a big agency to win and you don't if you're doing great work uh, it will be recognized at the pr week awards and and we have big brand work winning as well you know we talked about dove men plus care the unilever brand and edelman the pledge for paternity leave uh, another terrific piece of work um sabrina what uh, what particularly struck you and um uh, as again in your first awards but and you were going to have a look at the best consumer launch yeah um you know one thing that struck me about this awards was that everyone was just so creative it was just amazing to see all of the the ways that people tra- channeled creativity in this year i mean it's been extremely challenging obviously to be able to do what they did which was just amazing and um one of the ones that stuck out to me was the best consumer launch with uh Crayola and Golan for Colors of the World. I mean, that was just 
for me as a person of color, like I, I want to go get those crayons. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> it worked. Um, you know, and, and that was just one of the ones that stuck out to me. I also really liked the one uh, best in community relations, which was the hip hop public health and fin partners with, uh, you know, influencers like Cedric, the entertainer and Jamie Foxx. I mean, I was scrolling through social media, seeing that campaign and thinking, wow, OK, this is really good that they have these voices speaking up about, you know, washing your hands and taking care of yourself during COVID. So, um, you know, it was just everyone channeled so much creativity. It was great to see. And I'm I'm so excited to see what's what's coming for 2021. Yeah, it's a good point. And COVID was obviously a theme with um, Clorox winning Diana and uh, Johnson & Johnson with its road to a vaccine, one best content content for its TV series uh, featuring Lisa Ling. So there was lots of good work around brand content and brand initiatives. Um, Clorox was, was one best in crisis. Yeah, um, it was also so interesting to see like all the, I, I love the um, the milk processor education program, yeah. um, the, the Got Milk Swim Scene Around the World campaign, which won uh, for best integration and did it win in other categories? Um, I, it, I it, yes, it did well. It was at least placed in other categories. It did. It and um and it was just so interesting the different ways that brands use TikTok and, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what uh, platforms are used in next year's awards. and. Party. Yeah, we're going to be having NFTs and Clubhouse and Discord, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're all still reeling from Charmin's NFT, aren't we? Um, <laughs> shit coin as somebody called it i can't remember which one, but uh, but that was an interesting one it was for a good call so uh and we saw pringles do an nft this week so i'm sure there'll be some some stuff like that um next yeah, year definitely the buzz one of the buzzwords of the year for sure it is and color was a was a real um theme with pantone and huge as well pantone's color of the year a multi-century experience um sabrina i think you enjoyed the detroit youth choir uh campaign too that was that was cool wasn't it yeah that was wonderful i mean i love seeing young people in some kind of you know involvement um so so it was just wonderful to see that they were being highlighted and also to actually hear their voices um you know it's one thing to kind of just experience it as the campaign is running and another thing to have them be on the platform and show their talent so i thought that was really great yeah, they won for best in nonprofit, and they did a, a version of the song "Glory," which was featured in the the movie Selma. So uh, that was very moving. And uh, Microsoft did, did a nice uh, piece of work uh, with We um, about um, the story of Katie Sowers, who's the first uh, woman and openly LGBTQI person to ever coach in the big game at the Super Bowl. So that that's uh, that one was really stood out for me as well. So there, there was just so much great work, and I, honestly really advise everyone to go and look at these case studies because it's about the work at the end of the day. And these, these are the sort of the bellwether for people to aspire to emulate and, and uh, achieve similar things. And there's just so much good stuff there. It was good to see uh, also the, some of the people awards, um, Sabrina, the outstanding young professional, Dayron Marquez. Um, he's, uh, he's now at Netflix, but he was, uh, he was part of a panel discussion as well before the, Awards started with Craig Buchholz from GM with all the uh, um, all of the uh, shortlisted finalists for the Outstanding Young Professional. It made me feel really confident about the future of the industry because they were just five terrific individuals. 
Yes, I, I really enjoyed that panel. I think they touched on some wonderful points about how, you know, the work, the industry needs to reflect the society and young people need to be told that they have an opportunity that, that is safe and, you know, uh, be able to share their ideas, especially when it comes to, you know, having C-suite people reach out and, and ask for that perspective. Because as a young person myself, you know, sometimes it might be a bit intimidating to come forward and and maybe even have some kind of opposition or, or just share an idea that maybe you think is great, but you're not sure how the people above you might think it's great. So um, yeah, I thought, I thought they touched on some wonderful points. That panel was really informative and I, yeah. I you know, recommend that everyone checks it out on demand. Yeah. Craig Buchholz did note that he, he, he recalled one project where, which didn't go as they, as they wanted in his, in his past. And after it, you know, after it, it, finished someone said well I knew it wasn't going to work and he said well why didn't well people said why didn't you speak up and it was for that reason Sabrina that they just didn't feel confident uh with the culture of the you know the organization to be to be able to put their hand up and and, and state the point so I think that's an important lesson uh, among many great lessons from that uh, from that conversation for sure um and the uh outstanding in-house professional was Kathy Kranger Kranger uh, at Hyatt uh, obviously, the uh, you know the hotel industry had a really tough year, didn't it, Diana? And um, it was good to see Kathy, a veteran of the industry, more than twenty five years' experience, uh, getting awarded for that. And Brandy Boatner, the uh, honourable mention uh, from IBM. Yeah, um, Kathy must. This was quite the challenging year uh, for Hyatt, and it continues to be a challenge. So. Um, yeah, it's impressive everything that she's been able to do, um, you know, while she's been in that position and, uh, yeah, congratulations to, to her. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, a leader, uh, Lisa Osborne Ross at Edelman won the outstanding agency professional and it's terrific to see her being honored. Yeah, certainly. And, and, um, Edelman has been doing a lot of great things this past year and it's also great to see. Uh, a woman of color be honored. You know, this year has been really big for for diversity and for women in general, and um, particularly the hardships a lot of women have seen, um, not just in our industry, but, you know, across the country where they've had to pull back from work and stuff like that. So to see a woman of color uh, really, you know, kicking it is uh, amazing. Congratulations to her. Yeah, that's a good point. Sarah DePhilippis won the Outstanding Marketer. Kathy Craner won uh, Outstanding In-House Professional. Lisa Osborne-Ross was Outstanding Agency Professional. The Outstanding Student was Kathleen McManus. So, yeah, it was really good to see. Um, I, sh- I meant to ask the three of you that after watching the Milk Pep program, have, you, have any of you tried uh, swimming a lap with uh, chocolate milk on your head? <laughs> I, I will say that I'm probably at a, an advantage here because I swam for 10 years and I am used to those weird scuba thing that she had on her head. So I'd be willing to try it. But the problem is finding an Olympic sized pool in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's actually amid the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on my bucket list for this summer. Um, I will be attempting to uh, to do that. Well, to be honest, Diana, you've got the chickens. You uh, you've got a dog Can on I the way. I with a chicken on my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you know you've been really in lockdown. Is really you you have been taking on some challenges. So for sure, yeah. <laughs> I've been taking on a zoo. This could be a, a viral ch- a challenge that PR Week Diana is uh, you know personally involved with. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll balance all of my animals on my head and uh, put 
Olympians. Yeah, I've had to put my our two new kittens in the back room because they gallop around the, the hat <laughs> and make so much noise. So, uh, yeah. Um, what about NYU winning outstanding education program? I mean, that that was uh, the first time they've won for quite a while. So that was interesting. Anyone got thoughts on that? I know you're very uh, competitive about your schools in the in the U.S. Yeah, I, I appreciate my alma mater, but I thought that was exciting. Um, you know, I've, I've heard about the NYU program and, um, you know, I've done my research on it and I think it's well-deserved. So I was excited when they won. Yeah, it's particularly impressive when you, you take into account that a lot of um, schools have been struggling with their liberal arts curriculum curriculums being slashed this past year. Um, unfortunately, my alma mater has restructured its communications department and we've seen the J school cut. Uh, but and I've I've seen it happen across the country. So it's great to see when these programs are recognized for the important work that they're doing in bringing young professionals into the um, the career field. Yeah, for sure. Agree with that. Yeah. And an outstanding in-house team was Webster Bank. And that's another three, only three strong team, but doing terrific work, all women and uh, thrilled to win. And they beat out Ford Motor Company, which got the honorable mention. So uh, congratulations to everyone there. So what about the rest of the agency categories, Diana? Uh, Lippy Taylor winning outstanding mid-size uh, agency. I know they were thrilled, um, certainly celebrating hard on social. Um, and we saw JPA Health winning in the small agency and Verge Scientific in outstanding boutique. And we had, to, for the first time, outstanding non-traditional agency, i.e., an agency doing earned media, but that doesn't necessarily position itself as a PR firm. And Kramer Crassell won for that one. So what were your thoughts on some of those agencies? I just think, um, you know, it's always so interesting to see like how different every year the winning agencies are and and what they did. And it was just exciting to see how each one, um, you know, handled the past year and with the pandemic and how they were all able to, you know, avoid mass layoffs or any layoffs in some cases, um, and just the creativity they were able to show during the pandemic. Um, Libby Taylor was another one that, uh, you know, did some really cool things on TikTok with their Mucinex campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's always fun to see which agencies win in all of these different categories. Yeah, any thoughts on that, Alida, as our new agency correspondent? <laughs> well, I must admit that as a new agency correspondent, I'm still getting to know everyone because there's a <laughs> lot of great agencies out there, big and small. Um, so this this awards, if anything, has helped me focus on, you know, that I shouldn't overlook the small guys because they do some great work too, and I really need to focus on learning, you know, who the all the work that all these great agencies do. Yeah, that's uh, so true. The small and boutique firms doing some terrific work. I know I judged uh, uh, those categories. Well, I didn't judge them. I was uh, moderating the ju- jury. Um, and it's just, yes, yeah, just there's so much talent and so much great work going on out there. So, yeah, we're looking forward to you um, carrying that on. So just to clarify for the audience, Alida Stam is, is covering agencies and uh, Sabrina's covering the youth marketing beat and Gen Z. Diana is doing her usual sterling work on the consumer beat. And we have a new reporter starting next week called Betsy Kim, who's going to pick up the corporate and uh, comms tech spaces. So we have a stellar team ourselves moving forward and excited to see what you're all going to do uh, over the next 12 months. Um, Just to finish off, just final thoughts. Um, What's, 
What are you most looking forward to about next year when we can meet up in person with the industry, Diana? (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the awards or just generally? For the awards. For the awards. Um, You know, seeing who's who's the best dancer or the most, (laughs) shall we say, refreshed dancer on the in the upstairs at Cipriani. I so at the at our usual awards ceremony, I just love how we always have, um, you know, we have somebody that we've had in the past people on the stage singing Broadway, like Broadway style tunes about the past year in PR. And, you know, there's always something exciting and just totally unexpected that happens. And that is part of the event. So there's that. And I'm just also just generally looking forward to seeing everybody in person again, because nothing compares to an in-person event, even though this year's virtual event was great. Um, so, and I also loved the haiku. Yeah, it was <laughs> fun, wasn't it? Um, so I wonder you if that will be incorporated. Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, Diana. Really looking forward to getting back to seeing everyone and uh, yeah. we'll have a celebration like no other. But Alida, what did you think of the haikus and uh, who did the best one for you? Oh, I'm trying to think. There were a lot of really great ones. It was a lot of you know, thanking and uh, and and stuff like that. And I sometimes I found myself trying to count along. Like, was that the right number of syllables? Because yeah, yeah, I, I definitely that. some people did not do the haikus correctly. <laughs> yes, I thought there was some cheating. Maybe next year we'll have them write limericks. <laughs> I was just going to say that, Alida. I think that'd be fun. Yes. Um, I thought Curtis Sparrow from Bospar always does. Uh, he's always good at those things, and uh, he was celebrating a nice win as well. And, uh, so uh, it was good to see Curtis. He's, he's always good value. So uh, yeah, and just to finish, Sabrina, what 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 was your uh, what are you most looking forward to about uh, next year? And what's your sort of final thoughts? Yeah, so next year, well, first and foremost, I'm looking forward to meeting everyone in person because onboarding online has its limitations. Amen. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm also looking forward to teaching everyone how to dance Latin music. Ah. <laughs> now, this might be where TikTok comes into play as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although you're not going to get me on the TikTok doing Latin dancing. <laughs> it would be embarrassing. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that would be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well, Sabrina. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks uh, to the three of you for joining me on, uh, and having a look at the awards. Um, you can check out all the winners, all the case studies, all the work at prweek.com. If you miss the ceremony, you can go back and watch it on demand and you can go into the library and watch all the videos of the case studies. And uh, it's a really brilliant archive of fantastic work. So, uh, you know, you can still do that. And uh, yeah, I'll just say finished by saying congratulations to the whole industry because it's been such a difficult 12 months and this these awards really did underline to me the amazing work people do in this industry and it's really making a difference and uh, I think everyone should be proud of that across the whole industry because this was just the the cherry on the top of a, of a brilliant industry but th- this work and, and these teams and individuals are terrific so it's a real tribute to the industry it really does uh, live up to the moniker of the oscars of the pr world because uh, it's it was just amazing so thanks everyone uh, for attending the event thanks for submitting your work thanks for being awesome thank you diana thank you alida thank you sabrina thank you thank you
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the PR Week. To find more episodes, visit prweek.com.